That Guy's House presents 22 Minutes of Transformation with Sean and Karen. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to 22 Minutes of Transformation. My name's Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills Austin. <laughs> and this is a podcast dedicated to asking and answering life changing questions yes now karen you and i got onto a really good one last week and it was so good that we realized it had to be a two-parter so please recap for me your thoughts and feelings on on our conversation last week well you know the question was what do you say about others behind closed doors and what i really want us to remember that as we are speaking about others we're speaking about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we began talking about this, this influence that of Don Miguel and the four agreements and the first agreement being be impeccable with your word. Um, as you and I talked then and we talk right now, and as we've always talked, um, being impeccable with, with my word is, is really important, yes. um, especially as we ask this question. And I'm and and if anyone wants to have more clarity, I believe that we are one, and with this presence and this power. So the great mystic Ernest Holmes talked about that when we are living and moving and having our beingness in life that we get to put a mirror in front of ourselves. And that mirror is a reflection of who and what we are. So individuals are a reflection of who and what we are. If, if we believe as I believe, I'll say it that way, that what I accept and say about myself, I accept and say, about others. I always want the fullness of life to express through me, and I want it to express through others. That means there's no competition. There's no envy. There's no jealousy. That's a spiritual practice right there. So these words that we use, important, behind closed doors, um, as we speak about ourselves. So we want to talk generally about uh, about this subject right now, and I, as I say the word generally, <laughs> I'm, we also get to speak intimately about yes. this question. What do we say about others behind closed doors? Reminding ourselves that as we're speaking about others, we're speaking about ourselves. So this is part two. Yes. Yes. Incredible. Let's. Let's, I want to say begin where we take off, but this is just where, begin where we left off, Mm -hmm. but this is just where the universe is so brilliant. We had this conversation last Monday and I was listening to the audio book of The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz on the Tuesday and he said there was this incredible quote and it says, gossiping is the way we communicate in the dream of hell. And I was like, oh my gosh, I grabbed my phone and I I spoke to you because I thought we just were speaking about gossip yesterday. Um, Researching it more, going into what he's got to say about gossip, I I have a direct quote from the book here, which is, and this is the four agreements. The quote is, 
Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Yes. Now, I was just so excited, eager to learn more about this because, you know, there's no mistakes. The universe is, the universe is perfect. We just been speaking about gossip and all of a sudden the <laughs> the most profound words on gossip I'd ever heard <laughs> came into my experience just the day later. But I'm a bit behind. I, that was my first experience with the Four Agreements. I knew about the book. It was my first time exploring the content. The Four Agreements has been in your life for for a long time. Yes, because it's it's really changed my life. I, it's something that I teach from. Um, Don Miguel also says that the word has power. So anything that comes out of our minds, uh, out of our mouths, we have to be mindful about those words because he says that our words create. So what are we creating with our words? Are we creating love or are we creating worry, doubt, and fear, jealousy, Uh, You know, it's those kinds of things. That's a really big thing that separates. Are we creating love or are we creating worry, doubt, and fear with our words? It's so interesting, especially when we think about if you fully surrender to the belief that what you're talking about, you bring about, your words are creating your life. It's so interesting to see. I'm just pulling up an article here from... New York Daily News saying that 80% of conversation is gossip. Now, I'm inclined to believe, though it seems so large, I I can absolutely believe that's true. And I believe it's true because most people are not conscious about the conversations that they're having. And human beings tend to default into conversations of comparison, of jealousy, of, oh, she did that, so I'm going to do this. Oh, he said that, oh, I can better that. You know, so and as opposed to saying, oh, good for them. That's great information. I get to know that what that person is doing that perhaps I may be jealous of, that it gives me information that maybe I can do something um, on that level, or it means that I didn't know that was possible. That's great information for me. So do you see the energy that's there? So jealousy in comparison leads to something that is not productive. When we take some information that we've been given from a person that where maybe we would compare or be jealous about, I would say, and I use this in my life, boy, that's great. Good for them. I didn't know that was possible. Let me try it out. That's it. And you're definitely speaking from a spiritually evolved perspective. Just looking at, (laughs) which is great, which is great, is why, yeah, which is awesome. Uh, But yeah, looking like in, in the quote unquote research I've been doing on gossip. You know, it's it's a, it's being used, you know, primitively to to survive. It's like a comparing others and yes. comparing our primates. And but like you said, it's to get information to keep you 
alive, so to speak. But when you're talking primitively, you're not talking spiritually. We are so far beyond that. We don't need to know X, Y, and Z or spread dirt on X, Y, and Z to survive anymore. So it's, it's an outdated form of communication. Yes. And so the first thing that has to happen, we've talked about this before, is that now people get to become aware. They get to check themselves. What kind of conversations am I having? And again, I've said, I'm not 100%. I may be 95%. I may be 100% not gossiping um, several days of the week. Mm -hmm. And that becomes my growing edge. Yeah. Because my, what I want to do in my life is to have high conversations with individuals about individuals because my word has power. So somebody brings some information to me instead of saying, Oh, she's nothing big. So what she probably uh, like, for example, I've been, I've had these clients and they've been fixated on winning the lottery or Powerball or something like that. And um, they would, maybe somebody has won the lottery. I, I just read where a man has won the lottery six times. Oh, See, wow. So <laughs> I'm happy for that person. And But perhaps somebody else would say, oh, that's no big deal. Do you know that um, people who have won the lottery, they become bankrupt in a matter of years. So what? Uh, you, you see where that vibration goes? So we get to check ourselves when somebody brings us information. The idea is we get to be inspired. Maybe we go out and buy a lottery ticket because we have found the infinite possibilities. Oh, somebody has won it six times. That's great. Maybe I'm being directed to go out and buy a lottery ticket. You see the flow of energy that is there. Instead of saying, oh, so what? That's not a big deal. He's going to spin it up. He doesn't know how to use it. He doesn't know how to, um, to give money away because he's won the lottery. Instead of going there, we get to say, that's great. That's wonderful. Good for him. I mean, that example just really highlights how everything is a mirror, you know? Yes. So, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, like, for, and it all comes back down to how we're feeling about ourselves. Yes. And, I mean, we know, we know the age-old phrase, misery loves company. Mm-hmm. So two people can get together and have that conversation. Oh, people with money, you know, they're not good. They don't know how to give. How dare they? Oh, whatever. They're just going to spend it. Everything you said. And together we, we can create some great friendships that the basis is, um, the basis is arguing for limitations. And that yes. becomes the, that becomes the foundation. That's the tapestry of so many relationships and so many groups in the yes. world getting together to be against something. Um, yeah. And I just think that's really important because I know last week we were talking about, uh, we were talking about how we can change what we're saying and you know we both identified but that doesn't necessarily stop someone calling you up saying have you heard about so and so or i'm not happy for this person because and this person's uh, you know this person's someone i don't like 
it can still come to us. So this is what I want to ask you. You make the decision to to go gossip-free as much as you can. Go 95% gossip-free. You choose to, when you get information, be happy and inspired by people. But you're still getting the phone calls. And in a non-COVID world, you're still going for coffee with people who are saying, I want to dog this person. I want to, you know, talk about why their situation is no good. Even if you've got yourself sorted out, how do you how do you monitor or how do you monitor what's coming at you? One of the tools that I learned a long time ago from Micah Bernard Beckwith is that we, when somebody comes to us with gossip, we have the ability to make it neutral. And that means that we don't react to it. We don't give it any attention. We don't respond to it. And the word really is we don't react to it. So this is what he says. Somebody comes to us, they say something to us that we know is gossip. And we say, oh, that's it. We just, we don't give anything to it. Because most people, remember, we said this before, most people come to us because they're gathering information so that they can get that additional information to give it to somebody else. So they expect us to have some kind of reaction that becomes a snowball. Oh, do you know what Karen said? This is what she said when I said that. I have a cousin who did that to me many years ago. And I, she took the words that I had said because I was feeding into the gossip that she had given to me. And then she used it. She quoted me to somebody else. I've seen you in practice. You're so good. You can get a phone call and you can get off that phone call and you say, they were fishing for gossip from me. Right. I've seen you do it. You're right. so good. You're so good. <laughs> yes, yes. And what do we, oh, you know, there's a term that we use in my family um, and it came from my grandmother. Oh, she's picking at me. Meaning she has called me to get some information from me and I'm not going to give it to her. Now that's a great place to be. And we have to remember that when somebody is coming to us and we know that they're coming to us to pick at us, to get, to get some gossip from us, we get to be in this kind, loving place. So we can say, hmm, that's interesting. Really? Oh, that's it. You know what I like? I love a, um, a, uh, huh. I think that's huh, it. is good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny that you, yeah. Huh. I think it works really well. Yeah. It's so funny. You use the term picking. Cause when I was, when I was reading up for this episode, um, that it was the time magazine article said gossiping is like the human equivalent of, you know, the animals that go and pick fleas off each other. Oh my God. It was like, yeah. And you just used the phrase picking. So I thought yes. that was, yeah. Um, yes. Yes. So, so, that's that's great. I want to go one step further and say, because I know this is true for me, someone comes to me with gossip and sometimes I really want to know what they've got to say. And not even I want to know. Sometimes I want to know. 
sometimes it's like I can't handle the anxiety of someone having information for me that I'm that I'm not going to receive. Um, how do we go from there? If someone just just say right now we get off we get off this recording and I get a text from somebody saying you won't believe what I've got to tell you about somebody. I'll I'll say like in light of this conversation I'll I'll not be intre- I'll I'll not act on that. But geez, won't that be an uncomfortable really wanting to know? So how do we how do we handle that? How do we soothe our urge to be involved in the gossip conversation? Well, you know, um, I teach practitioner one studies at Agape. And I'm teaching from the book by Joel S. Goldsmith, The Foundation of Mysticism. And he's talking about when someone asks us for prayer, for example, he says that we don't need the condition, meaning the um, meaning the information that is not the truth, you know, uh, meaning the diagnosis or the disease or something like that. He says we don't need to know about the condition and we don't need to know about the name of the people, person, even that, the person's identity. We get to speak the truth about them. He also says that if we are using a condition, then we're malpracticing. Because Goldsmith also says that our words have power and we get to always speak the truth about somebody. So I have taken that and applied it to gossip. When somebody brings something to me, I don't ask what happened. Oh, my gosh. Somebody's in the hospital. Let's use that as an example. Oh, what what happened to them? I never say that. I turn because that's my human curiosity peeking up. And I have this practice of turning within and speaking the word, affirming the truth, saying that their whole magnificent and wellness is springing forward in and through and as their body temples. Now it's taken years of practice. This is what I've learned. Even when I practice that, even with my human curiosity, eventually I'll know about it. Somebody will tell me what is happening, and guess what I get to do? I just get to listen. It always comes to me. Someone, um, someone comes to me, and they have something that they're sharing with me. And before I know it, it may take a couple of months, but then that. Whatever that was, even if it's a condition, someone will bring it to me and I'll simply say, hmm, oh, that's interesting, but I never feed into it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. I think that's so interesting. And actually, if you're somebody who is a gossip or involved in gossip, no, ju- well, no judgment here, but me yeah. and Karen want better for you. I, I think you have to treat it like any addiction, so to speak, where, where you just admit, I have a problem with this, I no <laughs> longer want to. And it's, like I said, it's being able to sit with somebody wants to, you know, gossip to you. And you say, you, you obviously say no, you sit with the uncomfortable feeling, but going right back to what you said, know that by doing that, you are setting yourself up for a much different, more fulfilling, more joyful, more truthful life. 
And that's just by giving up gossip. It's probably, it could even, gosh, I'm going to say this now. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I bet giving up gossip might even do more wonders for you than giving up drinking, maybe. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it will make, it will make as much as a significant change in your life as to giving up any bad habit. Yeah. And it has changed my life. And as I have said, I'm not a hundred percent with it. There are times when I will spend some time talking to someone who may be a practitioner that is, that I know will contain this for me. And, um, I, and we'll hold the conversation confidentially. And then we may finish the conversation with some words like, we know that the highest good is unfolding. Um, and, and then that's it. But it doesn't go any further. And I trust that it's not going to go any further. And I might do that once every two blue moons. doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh, you see, that's where I think I'm at right now. I have to talk to somebody about something or Mm -hmm. share a situation. I pick a person and I trust that it's confidential because I know in the past I've been like, you know, anyone that calls me, anyone I see on the street that day, I'm going to tell them all about the situation. I've become really clear that I'm still in a place where I find soothing and benefit from hashing out the information but I pick one person, I stick with that person, and I go back to that person with the updates. I don't start spreading the news to everybody. Yeah, so that's that's a beginning step. I, you know, that's really, that's really beautiful. And and that person has to be somebody that you trust. And um, it has to also be someone that you're not going to impact. Uh, you know that they have a practice you know that they can be a container of confidentiality. So it's, it's really important. Can I read you a, um, a quote from Don Miguel that I think is really important? This is what he says. The word is like a seed and the human mind is so fertile. What is important is to see which kind of seeds our mind is fertile for and to prepare it to receive the seeds of love. Isn't that beautiful? That's Don Miguel right there. That's the practice of being impeccable with your words and being mindful and willing to have a practice of receiving seeds of unconditional love. And therefore, we get to spread those seeds of unconditional love with our words. And that is a perfect place to end this incredible two-part conversation. Thank you to Don Miguel, who didn't play a role in episode one, but has been the the tapestry and the foundation of exploring the practice of this. So Karen, thank you for your insight. Thank you for all the spiritual practice you've done now for so long. So you can, you can teach us. We were, yes, yes. I, I really appreciate that. And yeah, so um, incredible. Thank you so much for this two part conversation. We will be back next week with a brand new transformational question. Until then, lots of love, everybody. Bye, Karen. Bye, John. Bye.